With your latest news, I'm April Cummings. Customs and Border Control is continuing to deal with a stream of migrants landing in the Cayman Islands. The latest batch includes seven men who arrived by boat Sunday morning around 8.15. The migrants are being processed in accordance with CBC's established protocols. The CBC tells Radio Cayman the local housing facilities are now at capacity and the department is using, quote, alternate accommodations. In April, government officials held a mass migration meeting to discuss its contingency plan for when the detention center reached 80% capacity. At the time, the CBC director said the country could potentially reach out to other neighboring overseas territories through the governor's office for assistance. The government spent $850,000 managing migrants in 2021. COVID cases are continuing to climb in the Cayman Islands with 10 people in the hospital and more than 1,400 estimated active cases on the islands right now. The Sister Islands reports 22 new cases with 125 active cases in all. COVID data for the 9th of May shows 86 new positives for Friday, 70 on Saturday and another 71 on Sunday. The seven-day rolling average is 106. Public Health says the increase in the number of COVID-positive cases over the past few weeks has naturally led to an increase in the number of people requiring a confirmation PCR or exit test after isolation. We are assessing our testing clinic demands and will adjust staff and operational hours if this continues to increase. Medical Officer of Health Dr. Samuel Williams-Rodriguez reminds everyone that when you turn up to a testing center, you are required to wear your face mask as per the government regulations. The COVID testing centers are Truman Bodden Sports Complex drive through from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., Ed Bodden Sports Complex 1 to 2 p.m., and Bodden Town Civic Center 1 to 2 p.m. There has to be some reasonability to it. As the government looks to clear up policies during periods of election sensitivity, the opposition says it welcomes potential legislative changes, provided they aren't too restrictive. Leader of the opposition, the Honorable Roy McTaggart. Everyone needs to realize that government must go on, even though there's an election, there are things that go on. And there are things that do need guidance, decisions from the sitting government right up to an election. So we have to be careful, I think, with how stringent those policies or procedures are that are put in place, because the one thing you don't want to do is for the whole government to come to a grinding halt mm-hmm. just because there is an election. These comments come after a leaked Auditor General report suggested the previous administration may have breached local legislation when it made financial decisions related to Cayman's participation in the Dubai World Expo and the setup of the Cayman Islands overseas offices. Ultimately, it was determined that the government at the time, led by the now opposition, did not break the law under the Public Management and Finance Act, nor the Constitution, when it spent funds that were not appropriated by Parliament during the election season in 2021. However, the governor and deputy governor have said there are some lessons learned suggesting more stringent rules could be considered in the future. Drivers on Grand Cayman get a tiny bit of relief at the pump, but the Sister Islands residents are hit hard by spiking global gas prices. According to the Utility and Competition Regulation Office, the average price of self-service regular gasoline has fallen seven cents to six ten a gallon since our last check on April 30th. Premium self-service gas is six dollars and thirty-four cents. That's a dip of a penny, while diesel has jumped four cents to six dollars and fourteen cents a gallon. For Grand Cayman, the cheapest self-service regular is being sold at where Offreg says it is $5.99 a self-service gallon. The price spike has finally hit the sister islands, though, where average price for regular gas in the BRAC is now at $6.38 a gallon. Folks in Little Cayman are paying $6.36 a gallon. You can log on to offreg.ky for a full breakdown.
The Office of Education Standards continues to make the rounds after postponing full school inspections last year due to COVID. On March 23rd, they made a one-day thematic visit to Lighthouse School to see how they've been faring through the pandemic. Radio Command's Corsley Fuller reports. Inspectors found nothing of significant concern during their visit, but they did note that many of the measures were in place at the school prior to COVID-19, so the demands of sanitization and cleaning had much less of an impact on Lighthouse School when compared to others. Students were separated in classes by bubbles, which lessened behavioral incidents and allowed for more flexibility. Students did say they missed interacting with their peers from other classes, but leaders have proactively planned a bubble buddy system to expand the groupings once it's safe to do so. The school counselor conducted group and individual sessions with students students partnering with specialist staff to support those who were nonverbal or who had other barriers to full access to mental health support. Integration into the community was restricted during the pandemic. Therefore, staff had to get creative in finding ways for students to get work experience. The result was school-based business enterprises that included a cafe and car wash, and the packaging and distribution of lateral flow test kits was also completely managed by students as a business enterprise. Remote learning was available to students who were absent due to COVID-19, and while staff reported that learning was impacted by the pandemic for some students, those children are continuing to make progress when measured against their learning support plan goals. Senior leaders shared that they had provided well-being initiatives for staff. However, staff shared that they were, quote, beyond exhausted. And while the attempts of the leaders were appreciated, they never did feel as though they were able to recover from the exhaustion. Some COVID keepers, class bubbles, the use of digital devices, and virtual staff and parent meetings. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. To see all the thematic letters written by inspectors so far, visit oes.gov.ky. More than 200 students from Theolan McCoy Primary School have had a blast taking part in a special Mental Health Awareness Day with activities ranging from singing and dancing to small interactive workshops. I am having a lot of fun and uh, it's getting me to be a lot more pumped up and happy to be here. You know, we've just been like enjoying the moments because it's like helping us take our minds off of like all the stress and schoolwork that we have been going through. And um, we have tests next month and um, this day would like actually help us a lot to like be stress free. Learning more things about mental health like growing plants, meditating can really help with their mental life as a, as a kid, adult or even older. School officials organized the day to help prepare their students to address issues that might affect their mental health. Teacher Shauna Mae Bailey Henry. In order for us to function effectively, we need to ensure that our emotional, psychological and social well-being is intact and that we can relate to others, we can deal with stress, we can react to persons appropriately. She tells CIGTV the event was a big success. Dozens of people recognized with the Cayman Island Certificate and Badge of Honor for their outstanding work and service to the community in a ceremony Thursday night. Deputy Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson took the opportunity to thank the governor for supporting the honorees. For me as head of the civil service, for me as a Caymanian, to see you, sir, recognizing so many of our people for going out far beyond the call of duty to perform the excellent works, work that they did before the pandemic, during the pandemic. People that were behind the scenes, but made some really great things happen. And His Excellency Martin Roper was thrilled to do just that. 
I'm delighted to be able to recognize people who are a shining example of service, of commitment, of integrity, of selflessness, and of sacrifice. I want to thank you for all that you have done, and your contribution is hugely appreciated. The Premier was also on hand to help hand out the awards. You can see the entire ceremony on the CIGTV YouTube channel. One of Cayman's last vestrymen has passed away. Arlie James Miller, known as A.J. Miller, died this weekend at the age of 92. He would have been 93 next month. Radio Cayman's Shanta Gallego has more. Over the years, the Bodentown native Arlie James Miller contributed to his hometown and Cayman in various ways as a businessman, vestryman, elected representative, and community-minded citizen. Notable during his time as a vestryman, he was instrumental in getting the Cumber Avenue Road built. Mr. A.J. Miller is also recognized for his stalwart effort in heading up the Committee for the Restoration and Reconstruction of Homes after Hurricane Ivan in the District of Bodentown. Shanda Gallego, Radio Cayman News. And that is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's newsroom. I'm April Cummings.